Cold Storage is a podcast where each episode we pick a different story from the long history of comics and dissect and review it for your listening euphoria. Join us as we stumble our way through some of the most important storylines mixed with some of our favorites. Enjoy. Welcome back, cold storagers. Right? <laughs> you just come up with that? <laughs> yeah, I did. I don't know. <laughs> um, yep, uh, it's good to be back. Callie, yes. uh, this will be coming out a little bit later, but you're headed to Emerald City. I'm headed to Emerald City Con. Yep. I'm going for three of the four days. Pretty excited. Dude. Uh, that's a that was a fun convention. You have to tell me if it's still fun, dude. I will. The reason why I picked this one, we live in Utah, and the reason why I picked Emerald City is because I felt like it was very much more like comic centric than other con- conventions I've been to, um, and so I decided um, as a birthday gift from my wife to go to Emerald City Con this year. It used to be um, more comic centric, but are you sure that it's still that way? So I don't know for sure. There are a few celebrities that I noticed. And I was looking at some of the um, different panels and, and different workshops and stuff they have. And a lot of stuff had to do with cosplay. So I'm really hoping that it's not completely aimed at that stuff still. <laughs> but um, I, I mean, they may now, still have a lot of comic but, stuff going on. But the it's gotten so much bigger that that's my biggest worry with that. Is that you just won't have the access that you used to. Like when we went a long time ago like 2011 or yeah, something was, like that yeah. uh no, it was 2010 was the first time we went and then we went again in 2012 uh but in 2010 dude it was like so laid back and it was just chill and like you could walk up to basically any creator's table yeah like i remember uh yeah just like some of my favorite creators like scotty young was there like uh couple others now i'm having a hard time remember, like but. um brew baker and and uh yeah and um what's what's the ball guy's name he just had a heart attack or had health problems <laughs> bendis? bendis thank you yeah they were sitting at the same table you could walk right up to those guys yeah that's crazy dude and yeah. i i'd be a little bit surprised if it was still that way because even when we went back in 2012 it was a little bit more packed than than it was that first year mm-hmm. uh uh Oh yeah, and Jeff Johns was there. I yeah, Jeff, yeah, Jeff Johns. We gave him one of our comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I did really like that one. So yeah, if it's still good and still accessible, I'd be down with going uh, next year. Yeah, I hope it is. I mean, it seems like some of the stuff is like extra. Uh, ex- I don't know how to say it, but it's like nerd stuff beyond comics. Like they have a D, uh, like a big D and D following right now. So there's like some D and D stuff going on there, and and so like I just don't know, I I I just really hope it has the same vibe or very similar feel to when we were there nine years ago, but I mean nine years is a lot of difference. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that I can get some of the same feel. Mike Grell will be there, so I'm gonna say hi to Mike Grell, and uh, Rob Liefeld will be there. Can we punch him in the face for you? Uh, no, dude. Give okay. him a hug for me. I will. I'll give him a hug for you. Yeah. 
Okay, so um, this episode, we are just reviewing one issue. Uh, typically, we'll do more than that because, you know, we, we like to do storylines, but this one, this story happened to be self-contained in one issue. So uh, that issue is the Fantastic Four, number 51, by one Stanley and one Jack Cribby or something like that. What's that guy's <laughs> name? Jack Kurtzberg. So Kirby. Yeah, so yeah. I don't yeah, I mean I don't understand why he gets his name on this. I mean it should just be Stan Lee, right? Right. Yeah, didn't he create everything? Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean he's he created every Marvel character and he is Marvel. Like why even bother putting Jack Kirby on there? Right. Or the other people like Artie Semek and <laughs> Joe Sinna. Like, um, yeah, you're right. Stan Lee could, just did this single handedly. And so I don't know why, maybe he got a little bit of input from Artie Semek. I, I mean, cause Stan Lee created the fantastic four. He came up with the idea. He is the one that writes the stories. Uh, Jack Kirby is just basically work for hire. I don't, you know, he shouldn't. Yeah. He shouldn't even. He shouldn't get any kind of credit for this. Yeah, dude. It's like uh, if I go and go to the grocery store, I don't see the name of the guy who stocked the shelves on all my products. Right. Like, right. Be, yeah, exactly. Jack Kribbe is probably <laughs> just the stalker boy at this grocery store. Oh man, I'm sorry. It's I feel okay. bad. It's I, right. I feel no. bad. I shouldn't have said all that. No, it's okay. Wait, you know the thing is, is like. Did it make you sad, Kelly? No, it's it's just so frustrating because a lot of people really do believe the way you're talking right now. <laughs> and it's really sad. Yep. All that's those true. cameos. That's true. But fame and fortune. But no, he deserved it, dude. He just uh, Stanley deserved it, but so did Jack Kirby. And Jack Kirby died before he could. Too get, little too late, man. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what he gets for dying. I guess. <laughs> um by the way, uh, and this will date this podcast a little bit. This will come out like a, like a month after this movie got released. But um, Captain Marvel, um, the uh, the cameo in that was pretty cute, dude. Was it? it? Yeah, it, it was got me choked up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Was he like coming out of the grave like last episode, <laughs> Spectre, or <laughs> what, dude? No, uh, okay. I won't spoil it for the people that want to listen. But okay. yeah, it, it was it was, it was cute. heartfelt. Yeah, they got a. Yeah, I I know they filmed a few of these, but I wonder how many uh, more they got, dude. But here's the one thing is eventually they're going to start just CGIing him, right, in in these things, right? So at that point, what's to stop them from CGIing Jack Kirby? They could have done that the whole time. I know. Since they've done – so when they did uh, What's-Her-Name on Star Wars um, because she died, and they, they, they had to turn her younger, Princess Leia. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could just take Jack Kirby's likeness and computer generate it, and then you can put Jack Kirby in all the... But they're not going to do that. Yeah. Well, the, they might. That's the thing, is what I'm saying, is once they start doing it for Stan, mm-hmm. at that point, then maybe... Because, you know, Jack Kirby's been dead during this all this, so they're, that's what their excuse was. But if they start doing that for Stan, they, they have won't no have any excuse, excuse for, Kirby. Yeah. for to not do Kirby. Right. And that would... Yeah, dude, that would be freaking sweet, dude, to see Kirby show up. He's in an episode of The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, he's in the uh, hospital room. Yeah, he's like a drawing. A, yeah, police artist. Yeah, that's or whatever. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. He, dude, suck at Stanley, dude. Is that the is that the episode where Daredevil describes the 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 uh, criminal that he saw? 
<laughs> to Jack Kirby. Is that, is that the episode? Oh my gosh, Kelly, that's a horrible <laughs> joke, dude. Okay, so we mentioned we were doing uh, This Man, This Monster, um, which is Fantastic Four, number 51. And uh, this, uh, what cued me onto this, so I never, I, I love Jack Kirby, contrary to what I was saying earlier. Um, I named my kid after him, actually. But uh, I never been huge into Fantastic Four, um, mainly just because I grew up being a DC guy. I got into Jack Kirby through his DC stuff, and uh, and I just haven't really made my way to the Fantastic Four yet. I mean, I've read like the first like ten or fifteen issues, and some of the big ones, but yeah, I need to definitely um, school myself more. But I'd never read this issue, and I was watching an interview or no, reading an interview with uh, Joe Sinnott, the inker, and he said that this is his favorite uh, thing he ever inked for Jack Kirby was this was this issue. So because of that, I was like, okay, well, dude, I got to check that out and see what's going on. Yeah. Um, The cover of this is beautiful. Um, It's just the thing standing and then uh, read. What thing? The thing. Oh, I see. I see. you. Okay. (laughs) And and it's just got Sue and Reed in the background. And uh, he looks, uh, the thing looks kind of sad. Like he looks hopeless. He has his hands out. He has his head down. You know, the thing is always pissed off that he's the thing. Basically, he's uh, he's always he's always the one Fantastic Four. He's the one Fantastic Four that got screwed over, right? And he's always complaining about it. And that's basically how this issue starts out. Um, and then uh, and then once you get to the splash page, the first splash page is one of my favorite things that Jack Kirby's ever drawn, dude. It's yeah. uh the this um one with him standing in the rain. Yeah. yeah it's beautiful. And uh it just looks the it, it's interesting. I it's not typical Kirby necessarily. The the thing is, you have these big blocky chunks of black which is a Kirby trademark. Uh but yeah, I haven't seen him put the, that kind of like like the rain seems right. new to me as far as Jack Kirby goes. Uh, yeah. And the the rain feels heavy. Like you, yeah. it feels like there's weight to it, which it helps you kind of empathize with the thing, right? You know, like it, it's really setting up the tone of this story. Yeah. Um, just even in the rain that's in, that's around him, you know. Yeah, and he's just like standing out there in his underwear because back then he just would wear just underwear and then his rock body, and uh, yeah, he's just standing out there and he, he looks so sad, man. Uh, and so uh, he's basically. Uh, just walking around in the rain, saying that, uh, uh, you know, just being sad about being the thing. He's like, I'll never be human again. I'll live and die just the way I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, cops come by, ask him what's going on. He's like, don't bother me. Uh, and he's like, Just leave me alone. You look kind of beat. And he says, so would you if you had a face <laughs> like mine. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Callie, you must know how that feels. I do. Um I, I think I, I I can more empathize with the villain in this story because of his hair choice. Oh yeah. But um but yeah, the ugliness of the thing for sure, dude. Right. I, yeah, I could definitely So you say the villain of the story, but stay Okay, tuned. so he's okay. Stay tuned. Yes, right. Because uh when yeah, he, he starts out the vi- he the starts villain. out the villain, yeah. yes. Yes. And uh he's gonna take advantage of this uh this uh 
mood that Ben Grimm finds himself in, right? Mm-hmm. So he he catches him, or you know he sees he's sad. He pulls him um, inside his uh, lab or whatever, and then the thing says, "What is this? Be nice to gargoyles week or something?" <laughs> right, like, dude. And at some point, it's got to be really annoying to hang out with the thing just always because he's always complaining. Moping. He's like, dude. "You are, like, dude. Like, just yeah. shut up, dude." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude. I mean, yeah, you're all ugly now and rock. You have a rock body, a rocking body. But uh, <laughs> but dude, you can punch through anything. You can throw cars around, dude. Yeah. So shut up. I know it's like, dude, just use your use what you've been given, you know. <laughs> um. So yeah, he uh, then he sits him down and he offers him tea. And this whole time he's like thinking to himself, like he'll he he still suspects nothing. I must be careful. So very careful. Is this Bill Cosby? This you know, I was starting to think is that pulling Bill, a Bill Cosby. Yeah, dude. he is pulling a, pulling a Bill Cosby because once the thing starts drinking, he's like, "I need to get going." And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Cause I need to get some shut eye." And the guy's like, "Wait a minute, I have a couch you can sleep on." Yeah. And the thing's like, "Oh, okay." So he lays on the couch. Boy, he starts to get woozy. He says, I'm "I don't bushed. get it. I can hardly yeah. keep my peepers open. Yeah. I'm bushed." So then he lays down, and then this guy's like, "Perfect." And then he takes a moment to grab his pipe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. He's got to get his pipe. Yep. And so then he opens a closet to reveal this awesome Kirby machinery. Kirby is the best at machinery, man. I don't know how you'd fit that machine in that closet. It was probably built in there. Like, it probably didn't get moved in there. Up to the frame. Yeah, Yeah. so, like, they built it piece by piece inside Inside of there. If he has to ever move, he's not going to be able to... He's going to have to, like, dismantle it. Move that machine out, Yeah. yeah. And um, um, he, what does they call it? Um, he calls the, I can't remember what he calls the machine. Dupli- he just calls a duplication apparatus. Yeah. And um, he puts some uh, things around Ben Grimm or the thing's hands and then wears this vest like thing. Yeah. And so, and he mentions, uh, and so you see him start starting to turn into the thing. And he mentions he's got a similar skeletal structure to the thing. Because he's got this huge brow like the thing does, and he he looks kind of like a Neanderthal basically. Yeah. And and he says that that's going to help him be the thing, which is which is funny to me. Because uh, why would that matter that he had a similar skeletal structure Especially, if yeah, he's he copying you. every cell in his body? Right. But, yeah. Well, and that that and beyond that point, I mean, you look at Ben Grimm laying on the couch after he's transformed back to human, and he looks nothing like the other guy. Right, like, yeah. Like he so, looks, he's more handsome than this. Than well, so him. clearly, um, the the gamma rays made him change his features when he mm-hmm. got turned into the thing, right? Right. But when this guy, uh, this other scientist guy, comes through, um, he has to apparently already look like the thing in order to make it work. Correct. And do we know this guy's name yet? Has he said? I don't it think yet? he said yet. No. Uh, anyway, he's a. Uh, He's he's a scientist who basically is super jealous of Reed Richards, right? Right. He wants to be the smartest guy. He thinks he's the smartest guy, and that Reed Richards is a fraud, and this is how he's going to basically infiltrate and kill, right? Yeah. Or and so or or steal his stuff. He doesn't want to kill. He sends him into. Or no, does he goes himself into the negative zone? Yeah, place, he right? yeah, yeah, he goes in. Yeah, but there's a part where he's like talks about getting at Reed Richards' stuff. Yeah, that's the thing remember. is I think he was just basically trying to steal. Out, it. Yeah, okay. and and he didn't think that Reed Richards was as good as he really was, and that's one of the things he finds out. Okay. Uh, so anyway, so all of a sudden they're back at the Fantastic Four, 
uh, HQ. Baxter building. Yeah. And they, uh, and then the thing shows up, right? And, yeah. Except Reed's being kind of a jerk to Sue. He always is, dude. I know. I Like I said, I haven't read a lot of Fantastic Four, but what I have read, he, dude, he is always a jerk to her because he always wants to do work and Sue's always just wanted to Bugging. hang out. Yeah. Yeah. And so at the Baxter building, um, um, Reed needs help moving a thing, and the, and the guy or moving like a another mechanical apparatus. And the guy, the uh, guy that turned into the thing, is like, "What me move this?" You know, and and he's like, "Yeah, you've done it before." He's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot." You know, like right because he because he doesn't, doesn't yeah he's only been the thing for a few hours now right? right so he moves it and then this guy comes storming in looks exactly like Ben Grimm because it is. And there are this argument of like who really is Ben Graham and who's the thing. Yeah, and so in typical Fantastic Four fashion, they're you know they're gonna fight about it, right? right? So everybody's just like, "Yeah, screw you! This guy's the thing. You're not. Get out of here." Yep. Uh, and he's just pissed, man. He's like, "Okay, I'm not gonna bang my head against a stone wall. I'm Ben Graham, and nothing could change it. I know it, and he knows it. But if you want to play footsie with him, go ahead. What do I care? It's your funeral." Maybe it'll teach you a lesson for once. Reed Richards, boy genius. Ha, what a laugh. Yeah, and that's that was Ben Graham getting pissed at Reed. Yeah. So then he storms because, out. Because they were kind of siding with the thing, basically. Right. Right. Yep. Um, and then Reed, Reed um, is going to go into the negative zone. Is that that's what they call it, right? Negative zone? Or the phantom zone? Um. I think Phantom the, Zone is Superman universe. The Twilight Zone. Negative Zone. Yeah, Twilight Zone. That's what it is. Um, into subspace. So, yeah. So he's going to, he says, this huge radical cube is designed to create a dimensional entrance into subspace, which is the area I must explore. So, uh, yeah, I think it's just. Yeah, sub- just subspace. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then he's like, if I run into danger, I'll tug on it and you pull me back immediately, uh, no matter what. Right, and the thing is like, oh, sweet, man, this is my chance to yeah, so just like, let, let him go. go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Sue's like, Reed, wait, take me with you. Please let me go, too. Yeah. Like, she's just like really annoying. <laughs> wait, because she loves him? <laughs> she, and she has a premonition, I guess, so, that he's gonna, something's going to yeah, happen to him. Yeah, um, but before we get too far, so okay. page number nine, I don't uh-huh. know what it is in yours. Kelly has a treasury reprint edition. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Uh, this one? Wait. Or... Yeah, it is that one, but that's weird because you Whoa, don't have the like full panel. Off. Yeah, I hate because oh, yeah, my next panel is right below it, dude. Every one of your reprints that you get sucks, dude. <sighs> Except treasuries are awesome, so I don't know why this is. <laughs> Especially oh, since so they're, they're bigger, they have more page space. They could have done an awesome yeah. picture of this, but yeah, page nine in the original issue is just this like gigantic Kirby style like. Well, like it's like Kirby mixed with Picasso style, like machine that uh, that he, he makes, and uh, yeah, and Callie's. Um, so mine is a full page spread, but Callie's is only two thirds of the page, and they cut off like mo- like half of the machine is missing in yours, dude. Yeah, and the editor's box up in the corner is not there either. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, dude, that sucks, man, dude. Uh, with uh, what was the last one that you sucked on? Thor. Oh, yeah, the Thor. The Thor. Yeah, All my Marvel stuff is just like <laughs> let me down, dude. No wonder. <laughs> yeah, because this is like one of my favorite pages in the book, and you didn't even get the whole image, dude. It sucks. I know. But it's just Stupid. this crazy looking machine. But I say Picasso, like, because it's like a cubist style art almost, but it's got the the Kirby machinery mixed in with it, and mm-hmm. it's just it's just so cool. So. Yep, that's when he's uh, he's about to uh, head in there. 
And then um, then there's some stuff with Johnny Storm. I can't remember what this is about. It, it goes to Johnny Storm, and people are trying to pick fights with him, right? But I forgot. Where's the Johnny Storm part? Do you not got that either? No. He so seriously goes right into the Phantom Zone. Look. Dude. Or the subspace. No, dude, look at all that. I don't even have that in mind. Dude, so you're missing like four pages, dude. Yeah, I go to that, and then that, and then that. Yeah. Wait, no, I don't even go to... Wait, do you on. even have this collage picture in yours? Uh, nope. Dude, that's my other favorite page. Dude, that's the other like amazing page in this. Dude, yours is like a synopsis of this story. It's yeah, they reduced the it. Dude, yeah, no, I love that image. Yeah. Dude, that's actually the reason I love this book is because of this one page that isn't in your... Why can't they put it in the... Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> so this page we're talking about... Anybody so... want to buy a treasury edition? <laughs> Yeah, see, because he goes to this, and then it goes. I actually really like love this panel of Reed Richards. Yeah, head I mean, if that's screaming. all you, if that's all you got, um, then that's pretty good. <sighs> Dude, you're missing like seriously, like four or five pages. I might mean, like, just have to grab the single the issue. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, so there's some stuff with uh, Johnny Storm. He's at a. This, so this is the part you didn't have. He's nope. at a coffee shop, and then. He's uh, you know, he's famous because everybody knows who he is. But then this one tough guy thinks he's stronger than him. He says, "Hey, I'm gonna douse you," and he pours water on top of Johnny Storm's head, and then like a fight starts to ensue, and uh, and then it, and he um, storms out. And he, he Johnny storms out. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so then um, then yeah, it goes back to Reed Richards, and he's entering entering subspace. Uh, and then there's this Kirby would do these collages. So if you're following along on the single issues, it's page 14. Um, and he, he would do these collages, which I think he probably started around, uh, in fantastic four. Uh, but then he brought it over to DC with him and, and, and this, uh, collage is just, uh, it's him entering this subspace, but you just see like these golden rings and just planets. And then you can tell that they are cut out of like magazines, basically, and they pasted them together. And it's one of the coolest images. Um, there's the main biggest part of the background is like this circle with uh, just lions going across it. But then he's chopped it up like a pizza slice, and then and then alternated the lines so that uh, where it was white will be black on the next section of the pizza pizza slice. And it just makes a cool visual effect. And then on top of that, he's just got all these rings and planets. And then just Reed is just floating there in the middle. Oh, and then on the top, there's like uh, upside down mountains, basically, which are made to form like stalactites. And then the bottom looks like a moonscape. And it, dude, it's just like, it's beautiful, man. I would love to get a full page poster of this. And uh, yeah, dude, you don't got it. Sorry. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so dumb. So I don't know if we can trust you to tell the rest of the story man because you're going to be missing big chunks so anyway <laughs> so try to do is it anyway. yeah i'm going to take this with a grain of salt so, whatever so, colleague's about to say so, so reed richards is subspace and he's like ahead of me it's the one thing i feared the one thing there can be no defense against the elements of subspace are being irresistibly drawn back towards earth but here in subspace all matter is negative while earth is positive Therefore, whatever strikes the atmosphere of Earth must instantly explode. So he starts tugging on the line, right? So it must be the negative zone because he says uh, space, all, all matter is negative here, right? So, right. So you'd see, yeah, you'd think it was the negative zone. Let's call it the negative zone, dude. Yeah, uh, that's We're going to be called out by actual Fantastic Four fans and we're going to look it's like okay. fools. I don't, well, we don't, I don't know everything about Fantastic Four, so I, I'll take their 
criticism. Okay. Well, Callie, you take the criticism and uh, we'll be right back. Sounds good. So now that he's tugging on the rope, he says, nothing's happening. Uh, if he fails me now, I'm doomed. Ben, where are you? Ben, Ben, yelling for Ben Grimm, the uh, the thing. Right, which, which, if you remember, is not really Ben Grimm. Right, it's actually the imposter. Uh, yeah. Ben so, Grimm stormed out like a little baby. Yeah, he, like a crybaby. <laughs> so um, basically he, he goes to pull on him and the cord snaps, right? Yeah, but uh, but what's best? What the best part about this is there's a there's a panel where they're first starting to pull, and uh, and you know he has the option to just let the let Reed Richards stay in the negative zone, but he says, in a thought balloon, he says, uh, he's tugging. All I got to do is ignore him, and I'll have beaten the one man I've always envied, the one man that no one else could defeat. But all of a sudden, I don't envy him anymore. I never knew how brave he was, how unselfish. All these years when I thought I never I never got the breaks, now I know the truth. It was my fault, nobody else's. I wouldn't work hard enough. I wouldn't make the sacrifices that Reed Richards would. So right now he's like gaining respect for Reed Richards, right? Right. And so, and and the whole time Sue's just like pull him in, pull him in. What are you doing? And and you know this is I I do like these panels because this is where you know he's completely like changing his point of view on Reed Richards. Right. And then he just says, okay. Yeah, I basically I got to save him. He says I got to do it. I'll save Reed Richards, and then he goes to pull, and then it snaps. And then he basically grabs the line that's like snapped on the other side. So not the side he was tugging on, but the side that's going into the phantom zone or the negative zone, yeah. and uh, it sucks him in. And he lands on this like um, block of. Um, that's not meteorite but it's like a block of stone yeah so when and also um when he's going into the negative zone there's this image of him being pulled in yeah which has a it has the kirby crackle that uh but it has a inside of the thing which i've never seen before so like kirby will use his kirby crackle which is uh he would put use that in backgrounds especially in space scenes or where there's energy which just a bunch of a bunch of black dots together. Right. Uh, but yeah, he actually uses this inside of the thing to show that basically his molecules are changing or whatever uh, as he's getting pulled in. I like that. And he goes, I got it. So then he flies by, lands on this rock, and um, they're talking. And so um, he's like, he's really worried because now Reed's like, well, how am I supposed to get back? Because you just came in when I tugged on it and you didn't pull me back. Well, he's not as dickish as you're saying. He he's actually really worried about Ben because uh, he says, you know, you were just supposed to pull death. the line when I tugged Ben, old friend. Mm-hmm. I didn't want this to happen to you. So basically, yeah. So he's really, you know, sad that Ben did it. And and they, he's I love the panel where he's shaking Ben Grimm's hand or mm-hmm. the thing's hand. It's actually not Ben, but he's shaking the thing's hand. And he's just like, you were the greatest partner that I ever had and stuff. And uh yeah, and then so he you says, yeah, concerned. I spent years hating being jealous of, I, I, I ain't even worth his little pinky. Yeah. So he like, at this point, he's completely a different person. Right. And realized that, that Reed is so much better. So when I read that that panel, I felt like um, he was kind of like yelling in like panic. Does that make sense? But maybe Reed's not so panicked. It just looked the way his face looks. Right. He's kind of like, 
a little bit frustrated, it looks like. Well, yeah, the, and there's just the one panel where he's just saying that, you know, yeah. that it's going to be instant death for us. And he says, if only you hadn't come. Uh, but, yeah, I think he is mostly concerned for Ben. I don't think mm -hmm. he's as pissed. Uh, but then he's got this. <laughs> then the thing throws in, dude. Fastball special, man. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the thing. <laughs> he sits uh, down on the rock and then just like, uh, I guess I'm luckier than most. I got that chance. I finally learned what it means to have a friend. Yeah. And he's like going to die. Yeah, it's kind of cute. It's it's kind of like, uh, yeah, I like it because it's a guy who was a bad guy forever, grew up hating this other guy, learned that the other guy wasn't so bad, and he gets a chance to redeem himself mm -hmm. at the end, which is cool. So he, he chucks Reed to try to get him out of the negative zone. And yeah, he's just sitting there. And he's just like, hey, well, I'm I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. You know, not many men get a second chance to make up for the rotten things. So it's a true, like, uh, you know, he truly basically made up uh, for all the bad things he's always done by doing this, which is, and he, he counts himself lucky as he's drifting off into the negative zone. He says, yep. I'm luckier than most. So I think that's really cool. And then my version uh, goes back to Ben Grimm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go knock on Alicia Who's Master's mine? door. Hey, dude, that's cool. nice. I like that they included that for you. And it's and it's and he still is Ben Grimm form, but as soon as he knocks on the door, he becomes a thing again. Yep. Because he wants to go see Alicia to let her know that like, hey, I'm like normal now. Like, yeah, you could like touch. It's a my lot face like and... uh, it's a lot like last week where we reviewed the Spectre, where you know he got a chance to be normal for yeah. a little while, <laughs> and then, and then gets screwed again. and gets back to the Spectre yeah. again, and that's yep. that's what happens to Ben and and. Uh, He's just terrified, dude, when he's turning back in. And he's just, he rushes off and he says, I'm a walking, living monster again. <laughs> and which one, which one was the man? Which one was the monster? Um, ben Grimm was the man when he was the man. And then he was the monster when he was the monster. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I so think. At the end, Ben goes back and he like tells him, hey, I'm the thing. And, and then like, that like, kind of tells him a little bit what happened. Um, about the guy and how he wasn't really him and now it really is him. And then Reed like totally forgives the guy because he's like, it's too late for that now, old friend. We'll never know what monstrous things he had done in the past or what monstrous plans he had made. But one thing is certain, he paid the full price and he paid it like a man. Yep. And so it uh, it's just like one of those stories of redemption. Yeah. You know, it's uh, really cool. So he the, and the other guy started out as a monster, and then yeah, he paid it like a man, so he finished right as a man. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was fun. It was just a one and done storyline, and it was. Uh, so the one thing that I always thought looking at the cover is I thought this was a thing story, but really the thing himself isn't actually in this too much, right? It's just this other scientist guy, right? That's in in it as the thing for the most part. So, and this was. Um, the issue right before, so 50, 50, issue 52 is where Black Panther was introduced. So oh, really? Yeah. Yeah? You have the issue right after this, dude. So, huh. yeah, these are a big couple issues. I think this one is far more affordable than the one the after The Black this. Panther, yeah. yeah. Especially since the movie came out. Yep. Pretty yeah. much only because the movie came out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it probably was more affordable before the movie. Yeah, dude, they always are. I know. So I uh, really enjoyed that issue of Fantastic Four. And unlike Spencer, I um, I was a Fantastic Four fan. 
um, quite a long time ago. No, you're not, dude. You have the like the worst okay, version well, of this comic. Well, possible. here, well, here's the thing: is like the <laughs> yeah, the old school Fantastic Four. I was never like I didn't really know. Well, I mean, I knew about, but I wasn't really exposed to until as of late. Um, but I was really into um, Fantastic Four, or uh, like mid two thousands. Um, so I, I, I quite enjoy Fantastic Four, but it was a really nice classic storyline. Um, do not get the Treasury Edition because it doesn't have the cool artwork in it like the uh, original version does. <laughs> so you recommend it, but just not that version. Correct. Okay. I mean, if you want to have the Treasury Edition, you should also buy the other one because, you know, you may want to just have the Treasury Edition, but... Just know that you're getting you're screwed out of some yeah. of the best parts of the book. Yes. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I really like this um, issue as well. I thought it was, um, yeah, I thought it was fun. I, I don't think that it's actually like the most groundbreaking issue by any means. Uh, I think that it was good. Um, when I first sought it out, because Joe Sinnott says it was his favorite one he worked on, um, I was expecting it to be more meaningful like especially even for ben Grimm, but it like he wasn't really in it too much i mean and he was pissed off 99 percent of the time about him having to be because if if like in the issue at some point maybe he said you know what i'm okay with who i am like then that would be more of a heartfelt meaningful story but he, he was just pissed all the time man it's hard to have empathy for someone that's always grumpy yeah, that's what my wife tells me all the time. Is it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, go seek it out. Um, the uh, individual issues go range from, you know, like 15 bucks for a crappy reader version to, you know, to a couple hundred bucks probably for like a CGC graded version. Um, mine cost me around 20 and it was probably like three or four points um, on the... The Richter 10 scale. point grading scale. Yeah, the Andy Richter scale. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, is that it? Do we need to, oh, oh where can they get us? Oh, yeah. Instagram, uh, cold storage podcast. Uh, email us, please, at the cold storage podcast at gmail.com. And uh, on anywhere you listen to your podcasts, leave us a review. And, um, Tell us how great we are. Yeah. And subscribe. Yeah. In that order. Exactly. Okay. See you guys. Bye.